are now listening to Regular Guys Podcast. And we are here. Hey, you're probably wondering, wait a minute, this isn't a Monday morning. No, this is Wednesday morning. We are Regular Guys. And we're coming to you with a new release date. Why? Because the NFL season is upon us. And it is only right that we do our best to cover each and every single game that happens. Obviously, we'll be uh, releasing these on Wednesday so you can get our output, our uh, thoughts on each game, our big game, you know, stuff like that. So uh, I am Matt, uh, your host for this week. We are joined again by our guy, Jake. Jake, tell the people what's good, man. What's up, guys? Something different, something new. Uh, we've been talking about this process change, trying to figure out what's the best way for football, how we're going to do it. Um, everyone knows football's a once one game a week type thing. So this is the best format. So let's yeah. keep those numbers going, guys. Yeah, definitely. We are uh, done with the themes. NFL season is here, like we mentioned. So no more themes going forward. Um, we want to be able to just get right into it and talk ball. So we got a some good topics lined up for you guys. Episode 17 of Regular Guys Podcast. Um, to start us off, NFL will be breaking down preseason week one recap. Uh, so many things happen um, as far as just seeing guys play. Granted, we know it's preseason, but we still want to give you guys our input on uh, some of the first and second year QBs, maybe some underrated guys as well. Um, we're also going to start something a little new going into the season. So each and every week of the, the NFL, um, each of us here and, and when PJ does join us, will come up with who we feel our regular MVP for that week was. And uh, we'll look to post these um, on our story and uh, also interact with you guys, you know, ask who you felt uh, deserved a regular MVP award for that week. Also, too, we'll continue our breakdown of the NFC South um, in that division. Uh, moving into the NBA, um, where uh, free agency and trades have um, cooled down, but we know summer league is underway. And uh, we also got to see Jello Ball out there balling. So we'll talk some more of that. We've also starting something different. We realized that we were kind of limiting ourselves when it came down to just the two sports. So we wanted to create a new segment called In Other Sports, where we got to talk about baseball, soccer. If you follow us on Instagram, you got to see us talking about different, uh, about the uh, messy news and um, whatnot. Also, uh, hockey, college football, basketball, just anything. So we'll be able to touch on there. Hey, if you're listening and you're a fan and you're, you're listening to this and you're saying, yes, this is my time to be able to, uh, you know, talk about this sport hey come on join us we'll be more than happy to have you here but enough with the chit chat nfl preseason week one recap has come and gone just like that so many games so little time to watch ladies and gentlemen obviously again hey the, although the scores the final uh, final scores don't really matter because it's preseason but we still as fans of our teams want to see um, maybe some guys in training camp that we've heard some chatter about. We want to see them see that, how that can translate to the field. Maybe your team like Jake and the Jets drafted a franchise cornerstone and you want to see how he can do uh, for a series or two. So um, we're going to break down just a couple, not every single one of them of the games. Um, we know that some first and second year QBs uh, made their debuts um, in this preseason, this last week of preseason week one. So, Jake, just kind of let us know um, what made you most excited about preseason week one so far? Uh, mainly, I wanted to see these quarterbacks come out and play, come out and perform. You had the top three picks in the draft, uh, Lawrence, uh, Zach Wilson, and Trey Lance. Super excited to watch them go, see what they can do. And then a lot of second-year guys, like you said, like Jordan Love. We didn't really see much. We didn't. We don't know anything about Jordan Love. So it was really cool to see him out there, have some success. And then a lot of guys like, you know, Patrick Sertain. Like, everyone expects him to be good, but to actually see it, you're like, okay, yeah. this boy can live up to the hype. So it was just stuff like that, like you get excited to see. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I'm right there with you. It was definitely good to see those second year guys um, who 
didn't get to start Jordan Love and such, uh, Jacob Beeson with the Indianapolis Colts, but also those guys who took over last year, uh, maybe late in the season, um, uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, I was actually a big fan of what he was doing, although it was only two series, but just to see him sitting back, dropping back in the pocket and reading the field, not just okay, you know, I'm going to sit back and, and quick, you know, one read throw or look to, to if it's not there, my first read, just kind of run. Um, and he had a nice uh, out route throw to uh, Dallas Goddard, um, who was healthy. So hopefully him and Zach Ertz look to um, lead the, the Eagles uh, receiving attack. Uh, but um, as far as, again, be, as we have these conversations going into like week one, it'll be different because the games will matter, obviously. Mm-hmm. So again, we can't really sit here and, you know, look at the game like, Oh man, the Steelers beat the Eagles 24, 16. Well, yeah. The scores mean, mean the- nothing. Yeah. They mean nothing right now, but the fact that it's football, we're here, we're really just kind of talking more so about the players. So with that being said, Jake, let me know maybe somebody under the radar and it could be from, you know, your team, um, the Jets or the Giants, an underrated talent that you heard from training camp that once you saw in the field, you said, OK, I understand the buzz around this player now. So I'm actually going with a guy that's not on neither of the Jets or Giants teams. Now, I obviously don't think he's going to start, but he was in that um, XFL uh, league last year pj walker he had a really good performance for the panthers like i was kind of shocked but at the same time kind of happy for him that he's getting a shot and you never know um we'll get more into the panthers later on but if sam darnold isn't it i think you have a pretty decent backup to at least carry you throughout the rest of the year with pj walker like he looked really well yeah, uh, one player that I had, and uh, I'm going to stay with my team, uh, Michael Strawn. Now, I'm not going to lie, me and several other Colts fans did not know who Michael Strawn was. It was the seventh round of this year's draft, and I get it. Chris Ballard said, hey, you know what? I've pretty much filled through the rest of my needs. I'm just going to take a chance on a kid. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, he's a seventh-round pick. Michael Strawn is a big-body receiver out of St. Charleston. It is a D2 college. Charleston, yeah, no, not St. Charleston. Charleston uh, up in uh, Virginia, and it was a D2 college. He's a, he is a big-body receiver. Again, there was barely any tape on this guy that – I could see of and in practice it was oh Michael Strong had a good pick uh, had a good camp had a good practice okay Michael Strong had another good uh, practice okay now he's just stringing together several good days of practice but I'm thinking okay our corners got hit with COVID Xavier Rhodes isn't there it's I can see it's also still very surprising because he he is from a D2 school So I said, okay, let's see what happens when Xavier Rhodes comes back. Rhodes comes back, good practices still happen. One-handed catches in the end zone on -on one-on-ones. So I said, okay, let's wait until joint practices with the Panthers happen. J.C. Horn, first-round pick, corner, was working the guy. I said I might be a believer. Game happened. Several big catches. Uh... You can tell the talent is there, still raw, but to just be able to have this opportunity from a small school to come out and, and do this and continue to, to play extremely well. Um, he went from looking like was probably going to get cut, maybe make you know the practice squad to, at this point, I've got him making the roster as either the fifth or sixth receiver, and not just as a, a body, just being able to, he may be able to play too. Uh, just to look at his uh, stats on Sunday, he had three catches, 57 yards, five targets. His average, 19 yards. Now, again, it's not the starters, blah, blah, blah. I mean, J.C. Horn was getting the work too. 
And this mm-hmm. is, you know, J.C. Horn from South Carolina. Saw premier talent week in and week out. This is Michael Strawn from Charleston. Didn't even play last year. Had his pro day at West Virginia because Charleston just didn't have one. So he's uh, he's one guy that I'm watching that I'm going to continue to watch because I want to see what he does. I'm rooting for the guy. Um, obviously, if you can get a guy like that in the seventh round to perform that well, that's in that's more than a steal. That's just adding more firepower to um, to the offense of the Indianapolis Colts. So, you so I do have I do have one guy mm-hmm. for my home team for the Jets. Um, I was trying not. The only reason I didn't pick him because I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> it's the uh, the linebacker that they got from F, um, Florida State, Hassam Naz. Do you know his last name? It sounds familiar. Nazir Leedin, something like that. He's a safety. Um, he's actually gonna play linebacker. Oh, so he moved. I know he was a safety. Uh, he was a senior. Yeah. So I know the name. Him. It sounds familiar. Yeah. So I'm going to spell it out for you guys. Um, his first name is Hamsa, H-A-M-S-A-H. And I do not know how to pronounce his last name, but it's N-A-S-I-R-I-L-D-E-E-N. Okay. So he was a six-round pick. And there's a lot of hype in the defense with the linebackers with the Jets. Because Robert Sala has taken four defensive backs and he's going to convert them into linebackers. And this is one of them. He had a forced fumble preseason one, you know, this game against the Giants. And it was versus a running back that is probably looking to get, um, you know, he's considered a veteran, um, Corey Clement. Yeah. He's on the Giants roster, and that's who got the fumble. So it wasn't some scrub. It's a guy who's been in the league for a bit. Yeah. So when I saw that, and uh, just the way he was playing the position very well. Now, the only thing is he gets beat a lot. That's the one weakness that he had. But for a six-round pick, if you're hey, I mean, that, you can't turnovers just causing some type of disruption, I'll take it. So I'm, happy, I'm kind of excited. For, I wanted to see Elijah Moore, but he got hurt the yeah. couple of days before, before the preseason game. So I see why they didn't play him. But. Yeah, it'll uh, it'll be very interesting. Uh, interesting how they go about doing this, um, because we know with the old four preseason games, uh, the third preseason game was the basically the dress rehearsal where the starters played about a good quarter and a half, maybe two. Um, but with there being three, one could maybe think that this would be the week where you see some starters play, especially with next week being the last dress rehearsal for guys trying to fight for that roster spot to make the team. Um, a lot of those undrafted uh, free agents. So we'll see. I'll say this one last thing before we get into our regular MVPs of the of preseason week one. For those of you who are uh, Patriots fans, and, you know, I watched the game for a good majority of the part. I wanted to see Cam one. I also wanted to see Mac Jones. Cam, if you're listening, hey, look, that opening drive, that opening play, you, you, there's nothing you can do, bro. It's freaking Chase Young, Montez yes. Sweat. There's just <laughs> – for those people who are saying you look bad, I don't know what they expect from you when that's the D-line you're going against. Obviously, those guys said, we don't care it's preseason. Yo, for real? You, <laughs> you about to get this work. That's that's what happened. And obviously, you know, we saw the, the press conference where uh, Cam joked that uh, Chase Young, yeah, he was uh, a lot a little smaller than he thought. But uh, you saw how that, he quickly backed away from that. He's like, no, 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 it's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's other than that, Cam looked OK. Look, you know, I'm not going to say he looked bad. I'm not going to say he looked great. Um, they moved the ball down the field a lot easier. So we'll see as that continues to progress. But I will say this. If I didn't know any better, Mac Jones looked like Brady out there. Not, the system. not just as far as, you know, playing great. When I say that, just look at the guy like pre-snap, how he walked, 
his mannerisms just scream Brady. And I'm like, is this Mac Jones or is this Brady? I couldn't tell. And obviously I felt like they had a plan. Okay. You know, this week let's work on getting it down, you know, the check downs or uh, getting the ball out quick, which is okay. You know, to work on with the, with the rookie quarterback to start off to kind of get his feet wet. So that's all I got to say. I know Pat, uh, Pat's fans that, they're listening to this might say, hey, you know, that's we'll take that if he looks like Brady, as long as he gives us another good 20 year dominance like Brady. Uh, obviously, Jake doesn't want to hear that. He wants to hear that he's the second coming of but former Mark Sanchez. But hey, uh, Sanchez. <laughs> uh, but moving into our regular MVPs of preseason week one, Jake, who you got for MVP for this week? You know, I thought about it, and just because of the perf- – I'm going to have to go Patrick Sertain. Like, he had a very good proficiency grade against the Vikings. Again, preseason week one, yeah. Kirk Cousins didn't play. He didn't have a lot of the starters playing. I get it. Yeah. But when you have the name that he has, Patrick Sertain the second. His father played in the, in the NFL, being a really top guy coming out of the draft, a lot of expectations. It's super easy to get beat by other guys similar to your playing level because mm-hmm. rookies, that's what they're playing with right now. You're, the guys in front of you are probably the same level as you or maybe have a little bit more experience, and they're trying to fight for a spot too. So to us, it's meaningless. Yeah. But to a lot of these guys, this is – whether or not I'm going to have a job next week or something like that. So this is everything for them. And for him just to pick it, the way he grabbed that thing, like he grabbed it. It wasn't yeah, something that was thrown even, to him. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and, and he's just locking like down. Call. Yeah. Yeah. And then he said, when he picked it, because there was audio, he said, give me that. Yeah. Like home. He wanted. Yeah, I heard that. it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was, uh, it was definitely nice to see. Um, a regular, I actually have two regular MVP that I had, regular MVPs that I have. Uh, I had to go to the Windy City, Justin Fields, 14 of 20, 142 passing yards, a touchdown. Didn't stop there. Five rushes, 33 yards, and one touchdown. Granted, um, it was kind of against the third stringers, second stringers, uh, if you will, the Dolphins, but still, man, just just to get your feet wet and you know he got a standing ovation for his uh intro into into his first snap um he's the franchise obviously a lot of people are oh yep go ahead double starter i'm not necessarily one of them not right now i love what i saw but there's an injury history there not that he's still dealing with something i just don't want you to get pummeled by aaron donald week one that's all let Dalton ride it out for maybe just the, the first month. And then after that, just say, hey, you know what? Whatever. Give Justin Fields the keys. Let's be um, honest, though. Dalton might get a concussion week one. Though. Yeah, he might. So he might end up playing. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? We'll, we'll have to see. Uh, my second MVP of this week, Packers fans, Jordan Love. 12-17, mm. 122 yards and a touchdown. There were so many question marks. What do we have in this guy? First round pick didn't even suit up last year. Wasn't even the second on the depth chart. Is he the franchise? Again, it's only preseason, but still, if let's say if he comes out, plays, plays bad, it's, oh my goodness. Nope. He's not mm-hmm. the guy. If he comes out and play well, uh, it's just preseason. No, you got, there's no it. win. Yeah. yeah, there's no win. So we're I'm trying to give these guys wins and just if they play well, that's good. I want you to because I want to continue to see the development of these young guys. So um, that's who we have as our regular MVPs of uh, preseason week one. We'll continue to do this each and every week. Uh, maybe when we start the season, we'll start posting them uh, again. This is only preseason, so this isn't really. Are going to matter the stats aren't going to carry over obviously but and uh other nfl news we also saw the nfl top 100 list start to uh come out recently uh love these i love hearing the players talk about other players and i love hearing like the sound bites of the games i love hearing mic'd up players i don't know why 
Um, but Jake, let us know anyone you feel got snubbed or maybe you feel somebody should be higher or maybe somebody should be lower. Uh, let people know how you're feeling about the top 100 list. So the one guy that I am just like, wow, he is so low on the list. And by low, I mean, he barely made it into the top 100. Tredavious White is ranked number 95. Yeah, he, he fell. I think last year. How? Higher. How? Yeah, he was ranked 47 last year. Still, I feel that's really, really bad. Like that's if you don't if that doesn't say underrated for me, yeah. Like that one was bad. They gave Baker seventy one. So you're saying Baker's a better type of player over Tre'Davious White? I get it, he's a quarterback. But if you want to look at other DBs, DeAndre Diggs, they put him at seventy seven over Tre'Davious White. How? Like yeah. yeah, Diggs. Like the secondary for Seattle got burned last year. They got torched. How are you going to put Tre'Davious White? lower than him like that's a guy for me that i was just like i'm not a bills fan obviously but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here and say he's not a good player like he's obviously great um and then tyron matthew at 58 i don't like that either you feel like he should have been higher or lower i feel he should have been higher i got you yeah yeah, um, that I would definitely agree with. I'd have to really look more into with the Tredavious White pick. I don't think he deserved to be anywhere in the 90s. Um, maybe low 60s, but I have to really just kind of see on his season, to be honest with you. Um, so I can't really give you a, a, a number. One person that I felt was, or not one person, the people who I felt deserve to be there and they i feel like they got it right um obviously you guys heard me talk about tristan Wirfs uh last month loved the fact that he was on there um also to justin jefferson also you know making you know busting his way on the scene for his first time making an appearance on the top 100 list um i'd also like to kind of know how these lists are made are these made by the players yes players okay. do this Voted okay. by the players. Okay, then that's that's really good. Um, I was glad to see um, Bradbury mm-hmm. get some respect. Very underrated corner. I felt he was underrated before he even got to New York, but because of the market, I mean, this is a guy that saw Mike Evans twice a year, and it wasn't a cakewalk for Mike Evans. You know, it was a, it was a battle. So the fact that he's with the Giants, getting his. Uh, due diligence i really really enjoyed seeing him on there as well um it's kind of weird how they're doing it now they used to start back in like july and they would give us like 10 at a time yeah now they're like we're going to give you i think they gave us all the way up to what 40 41 41 was the last update that we saw so we'll uh we'll see how that works out obviously I, i saw one quote on there um, trying to see if uh, where Big Q and Buckner and hopefully Darius Leonard end up. Um, so we'll see. You guys let us know how your what your feelings and thoughts are on the top 100 list. Um, is this even something that you pay attention to? Um, but so than, yeah, go ahead. I'll tell you one thing on Tredavious White, stat wise. So he played 14 games. Okay, I don't know if he was hurt or resting. I don't know the whole situation. Um, his picks dropped from six in 2019 to three. And completion percentage against him was 56.9. Mm. And for the whole year, he let off 454 yards, which is less than the year before, which was 590. And the yards per completion went down too. Sheesh. So yeah, I don't know what it is there. Because it can't, it can't be, oh, he's not getting picks. I mean, Jalen Ramsey really isn't if getting picks. And if you're going based off picks, then Xavier Howard should be, like, top 10 on this list. Yeah, you have – I feel like you have to go – maybe he's not liked amongst the players. I think um, it might be the market. I mean, it is Buffalo. Yeah, they're like the, they're like the third team in New York. Yeah, yeah, it, it is Buffalo, so we'll see. But – uh, we are moving right along of our continuation of the breakdown of each NFL team division by division. Uh, last week, PJ joined us as he talked ever so longly about the Minnesota Vikings. 
Now they apparently have no weakness. Mm. But this week we will be moving on to the NFC South, where this division saw the um, New Orleans Saints win this division. Um, surprisingly, after we saw the Super Bowl champs, the Bucks uh, take over and win this division, uh, win the Super Bowl. Um, so obviously, where this division um, finished at, we had the Saints finish twelve and four, followed by the Bucks finishing eleven and five, and the bottom feeders, Carolina finishing five and eleven, Atlanta finishing four and twelve. So as each and every week, the division winners go first. I have the privilege of breaking down the New Orleans Saints. So to begin a team weakness that I have for the Saints going into the 2021 season, um, I went tight end. Now, I went there. I could have gone. I felt like I could have gone maybe receiver because of the lack of number two, three option behind slant boy Michael Thomas. Mm. I could have maybe even said quarterback. But I feel like as long as you have an option, you have two options going on there, a battle, it's not really a weakness. I don't really know where their tight end is. Jared Cook was there. Jared Cook is now gone. Uh, will be playing for the Los Angeles Chargers this year. If you were to ask me who their tight end was, I couldn't tell you. Trade for Tebow. I don't even know if you guys could tell me, unless you're a Saints fan. So... That's who I have as far as a team weakness. As far as a team strength, this one was easy. It's got to be running back. Latavius Murray, uh, Alvin Kamara, dynamic duo, dynamic one-two punch. It's an absolute shame that Alvin Kamara is not getting more touches, but yet with the touches he is getting is doing absolute damage. I don't want to see him with 25 touches a game. And I don't think the rest of the NFL wants to either because that is just a man amongst boys. Uh, Latavius Murray is also thriving in his role, took over for um, – what's his name? Plays for the Texans now. Ingram, Mark Ingram. So um, moving on to player on the hot seat. This one's real easy. It's got to be slant boy, Michael Thomas. Um Ever since last year, he just he's really just shown us the diva in him um, as a receiver, uh, dealt with injuries, and apparently there was rumors going around that he didn't return a phone call for nearly a couple months from the, you know the Saints organization. Um, I haven't really been able to hear any word on him as far as practice goes. Um, but I am putting him on the hot seat. He's also too, uh, Ian Rappaport reported that he wanted to be traded, has asked for a trade. So we'll see how that works out. Um, but yeah, Michael Thomas is definitely on the hot seat for me going into this year, uh, regardless if he plays or not. A player that I'm most excited to watch, I'm going to say Jameis. And I say Jameis because of this. Apparently Jameis had the eye surgery and now he can see clearer now that the rain is gone. We will see. I have him beating out uh, Mr. Tatum for the starting job. And we will see, man. Uh, last time we saw him play, we saw the 30 for 30 experience chasing Jameis Winston. So let's see if that's the case. Obviously, my team record will reflect that that is not the case because I got them finishing seven and ten. Mm. Step back. And because of all the drama with Slant Boy and Winston, is it going to be Tatum? It's just, yes, Drew Brees couldn't throw past 10, 15 yards, but you still finished 12 and five. So let's, or yeah, 12, 12 and four. Let's see what, uh, what happens there. Uh, two key wins. Surprisingly, I do have them going into Seattle and beating them on Monday night, also to beating Tennessee. Two key losses. Jake's going to be real happy about this. I got him losing to the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. About time. I put some respect on the Jets' name. I also got them losing both games to Tampa Bay this year uh, instead of Tampa Bay losing twice to them. It's just a no-brainer at this point. So uh, that is my assessment of the New Orleans Saints. Saints fans, 
Uh, I know you want to say who that, but that's probably what we're going to be saying with the question mark is, dang, who that? So uh, moving on to the Tampa Bay Super Bowl Bucks. We saw this team finish with 11 and five uh, last year. Uh, Jake's got our assessment on the Bucks. Jake, give us your team weakness for the Super Bowl champs going into this year. So before we get to that, I want to let you know the three names on the depth chart for tight end for the Saints. See if any of these names come up to you, because I was completely lost. <laughs> Adam Trotman, Nick Vanette, Garrett Griffin. Do you know who uh, any of those guys are? Trotman sounds familiar. I think he was a rookie last year, but he rarely played. And I, I think he's number one mistaken, on the depth chart. Trotman scored a touchdown for Tampa and Tampa used uh, Jared Goff's picture as his face. <laughs> so the disrespect. Yeah, he does have one <laughs> touchdown last year. Yeah. Uh, and this is, he has two years of experience. So he's going into year three. Yeah. But so just let you know, because I know you were thinking about that. All right. Yeah, so the Bucks. We'll go ahead. Team weakness. Team weakness. This is really tough because as we know, they won the Super Bowl. So usually a Super Bowl team doesn't really have a weakness. Um, but I think I'm going to go just because of age. You don't know how it's going to happen, but I want to say the D-line. You have Indomitian Sue, you have Jason Pierre-Paul, and then Shaq Barrett. A phenomenal year last year. As a whole, the defense was incredible. But since you have to pick something, I'm going to go with them just because of age. Yeah. As you get older, it becomes much more difficult to fight off injuries, fight off the pain. Can you keep going? Obviously, I don't wish that on them, but you never know with age. So I feel like that can be – if the regression hits, you can't get upset. Yeah. Uh, now I'll talk about a team strength for the Super Bowl champs. Um, that O-line protection for Brady. You got to protect your you got to protect your guy that's slinging the ball, winning you the games. It's crazy how much of improvement happened from when Jameis was the quarterback to when Brady came in. Yeah. Obviously, Tristan Wirfs was probably the best rookie out of last year's class. Like by far, out of every single position, I think he he was the best rookie because oh, yeah. he's 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 one of the top ten tackles right now in the game at such a young age. So obviously that was a great improvement, but that was really the only improvement that was very significant. Everyone else was there already. So that just shows you how much the coaches bought in, the players bought into Brady and wanting to protect him. So if, if Brady doesn't have protection, he's not passing the ball. Yeah. So. And now a player on the hot seat for the champs. <sighs> this one's kind of hard. It is. And I kind of want to be spicy with it, but it's really hard. Who are you going to pick to be? <sighs> They're really just stacked everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. The only one that I could probably say, and just because maybe because it's a contract year for him, you wanted to get paid and they tagged him. I'd say Godwin, can you stay healthy for a full season? Yeah. I would go that route just because you want to get paid. You want the bag. The Bucks have to decide what they're going to do because they're they're tagging and doing these one-year deals, trying to keep everything together. But if you want to be there long-term or if you want to play somewhere else, you have to prove that you can stay healthy. Yeah, true. So I'd say um, that. Yeah, I would think that that's a good good assessment there, player on the hot seat. And now your player you're most excited to watch for the Bucks. Ronald Jones. I feel like he deserves to be the main guy. And then Fournette just come in to help him out. Um, I feel like you can easily do what the Browns do. Have your rusher and then have your receiver. Yeah. I feel like Ronald nice Jones. Nice one-two punch. Keep them both fresh. Yeah. Keep them both fresh, but not what Bruce Arians did last year. Yeah. Where one guy had the game and then the next week, that same guy. For example, if Ronald Jones went off on week two, he wasn't there week three. Yeah. Like that can't happen. You have two one really young, great running back in Ronald Jones. And then Leonard Fournette's not a scrub. He yeah. deserves to be playing. He deserves playing time. But find a way to use them both. And that's going to that's gonna help Brady in the long run. Brady's yeah. never had a one-two punch like this. Definitely. 
And now your team record are the champs going to win this division? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I have them going. Uh, I have them going fourteen and three. Yeah, I, I see think you. is what they're gonna go. Uh, I'm looking at the schedule right now. I could see them starting season one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I can see them going into week nine undefeated. Like I don't see how they lose the first eight weeks. Now, week 10 against Washington, I can see that happening just because of that defense. So yeah. that's what that's that's what I'm thinking. So 14 and three. Yeah, that's a good assessment. Uh, obviously, Bucks fans everywhere love that. They love the fact that this should be a pretty much a breeze of a division crown for them. Um, and uh, I'm pretty sure they'll also like to hear that they'll repeat. But, hey, we'll see about that part. Um, before we get into the next two teams, the uh, Panthers and the Falcons, uh, we're going to take a little bit of a halftime break and hear a word from our sponsor. Today's sponsor is brought to you by Kanaya Rose. They're a small business brand that offers trendy women's apparel, mugs, and more. But what's so great is that they just launched their coffee and comfort sets. It's their one-of-a-kind bundle where they offer comfortable t-shirt designs to match their custom coffee mugs that is anything less than Instagram worthy. Be sure to check out KaniaRose.com to grab something for the special lady in your life. And we are back. Uh, we thank our friends over at Kanaya Rose again for sponsoring this week's show. Uh, make sure to head over there and uh, hit up their website. Um, get yourself uh, uh, something from them, a mug. Uh, they have these um, women's apparel. If you're a, a woman listening to this show, hey, go check them out uh, for their trendy women's apparel that's happening right now over at KaniaRose.com. But uh, we will continue our show with uh, our assessment of the NFC South. Uh, next on our line to break down will be the Carolina Panthers, who finished five and eleven. Um, we saw Teddy Two Gloves leave. Insert Sam Darnold. So, Jake, give us a team weakness for the Panthers. Uh, so, team weakness. I I wanted to say O line, but I feel like that was because. CMC always has crazy, crazy numbers against players. So I'm going to go um, secondary only because of how young they are. It's just they're so much talent. Like, it's not even that it's like bad. It's just no experience. Yeah. Like, there's just so much talent back there um, that if they break out, no one should be surprised. Like, mm -hmm. if the secondary ends up being tremendous, it's like, okay, about time. Or, yeah, we saw that coming. It's not that they're bad. They just don't have the experience. You can say the same thing about the Cowboys. It may not be bad. There's just no experience. Like, yeah. everyone's just so young. It's easy to get burned. Yeah. No, I would uh, definitely agree there with you. Uh, now a team strength for the Panthers this year. It's the MC. <laughs> I mean, he, if, <laughs> he's healthy. <laughs> like, what, what else is it going to be? You have a healthy Christian McCaffrey which I think they could have played him a little bit more last year. But once he got hurt again, it was just so smart. Shut it down. You're going to just rest. There's, we're not playing for anything. Rest mm -hmm. all the way, and then we'll get you back next year. So I think they handled it right. Once he got hurt again, just shut him down completely. Yeah. Uh, you also could have said the receiver room, um, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, who else? They drafted a guy, Terrence Marshall, out of LSU as well. So, yeah, CS, uh, CMC is definitely the obvious pick just because of his production and what he means to that team. But um, this is a receiver. Why receivers room, are stacked. Yeah, who also had Curtis Samuel last year with this group. So, obviously, we know he's with Washington. But um, now give us a player on the hot seat for the Panthers. Mm. Mr. Sam Darnold. You're on the hot seat. Yeah, man. If you, can, if you cannot make this work, a coach that wants you, Matt Rule, he wanted you. That's the only reason why you're on that team. He has a college system. 
So hopefully you thrive in it. Yeah. But you have the pieces there. Pieces that you obviously did not have in New York. You have probably the best running back that could that's a dual threat. He can do both. You have a stacked wide receiver room and you have a defense back there that's growing and can break out at any time. So there's no excuses right now. But I'll let you know what I think their record is going to be with that being said. But that doesn't mean that Sam Darnold had a bad year. Yeah. And now a player you're most excited to watch for the Panthers. So a player that I'm really excited to watch, it's going to be on defense. Um, and that's Jeremy Chin. I, I loved watching him last year. Uh, I just want to see him break out and be one of the top safeties. I feel like this can be a Minka Fitzpatrick type safety. Yeah. Where maybe more of a really, hitter. Yeah. That's that's what I see. And just having that breakout year, his second year, yeah. where it's like, all right, he's here to stay. Yeah. So I'm excited to see him. Yeah, I like that too. That's that's a really good pick. He had a really good year. I think he three fumble recoveries last year in one game, if I'm not mistaken. It was crazy. It was it was really crazy. He even um, okay, so he had two forced fumbles, he had a pick and he had a sack and 68 tackles. Yeah, that's pretty solid spot. for a safety spot. And now your team record for the Panthers. Four oh, and 13. Sheesh. No. Four and 13. Now, I do have them picking up a win in New Orleans week two, mm-hmm. but I they're going to lose the second matchup. They have a really difficult schedule, though. Like, they can start 500, probably, like, go four and four. But then when you go into week nine, you get the Pats, then you get Arizona, then you get Washington, then Miami. That's a really hard group right there. And then after the bye week, Atlanta, your second matchup with Atlanta, they might take that one. And then Buffalo, Tampa, New Orleans, and then Tampa again. It's a really tough schedule for them with a lot of solid defenses. Yeah. That's why I say – it's not – I feel like it's not that they don't have the talent. I feel like the the talents there is just extremely young outside yep. of CMC, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. Um, I mean, the D-line is extremely young. Brown. Uh, you, uh, Burns. I, I can't even say his name, but outside of Burns. You too, Matos. Yeah, Matos. Him. And um, – you know, the corners also, Chin, drafted J.C. Horn. It's like I, I have to really look at the schedule. I don't know if I would say four. I feel like it's a good – I feel like it will be a good direction for them that in a couple, a year or two, the, the youth will have the experience enough to dominate. I feel like once the Bucks, because of how old they are getting and how expensive they're getting – once mm-hmm. they're going out, the Panthers will be arriving as the, the favorite of that division because of the youth that they have. So, yeah, um, it's they play. It's just they play a really like a lot of tough defenses. Tough, yeah. Like the only that. one that's kind of easy. And I hate saying this, but week one against the Jets, it might be a fair matchup for them. Yeah. And then Houston week three. But after that, you're playing Dallas that's loaded on offense. Yeah. Philly will be an easy one to get, but then Minnesota, they're loaded on offense too. The Giants defense isn't nothing easy. Yeah. And then it's just there's a lot of tough games that if they win, it'll be a good win, but it's nothing easy. It's very difficult. Yeah. I'll give you that. I think that's fair. Um but again, that doesn't mean Sam Darnold had a bad year. Yeah. He can still show, okay, he's he's in the right spot, but they don't have the, the best record. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, so now we will be moving on to the bottom feeders of that division, the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Finished last year 4-12. and 12. Uh, Obviously, we saw them with a bit of not a huge makeover. Obviously, Julio is now rocking the number two for the Tennessee Titans, and I hate it. Yes, I hate it as a close fan. But hey, you know, whatever. Matty Ice is still there, the old man on the block. Um, with guys like Calvin Ridley and new toy Kyle Pitts. So a team mm. weakness that I have for them is D-line. Yes. 
I I really could have said the whole entire defense. I don't know who they have at corner. I don't know who they have at safety. AJ um, Terrell is the only one that pops up to mind. Yeah, and he year. he didn't he struggled, which most rookie corners are going to because of mm-hmm. it's a tough assignment. So, but it's not like he was just so bad. So that's you know you have some hope there. Uh, linebacker. Um, I know they got a pretty solid, fast guy in the middle. I can't his name escapes. Deion Jones. Deion Jones. Yes. Um, he's pretty solid, but he's not. I don't know. He's he's not. I don't think he's it. I think he can be yeah. like. I think he's he not can be the good guy with somebody else beside him. Like if yeah. he has somebody and kind of let him play off ball, kind of like Darius Leonard, not in the middle, but just play that will spot. I think he'd thrive more. But I'm, I went D-line because it's like Grady Jared is there, and it's like, who else? Yeah. And even uh, that, I feel like he might be a little too Yeah, I feel like his overhyped. years of, of being good are just kind of being wasted. I know Dante Fowler is there, and it's like Dante Fowler hasn't really been that great, even when he was with the Rams. Um, I know they had Tack McKinley at one point. He's no longer there. So I just don't know who's there, and – if you're trying to make a big splash and catch the Bucks, you got to have pass rush and you just don't have it outside of uh, Jared. Um, so team strength I have, I have tight end. When you acquired Hayden Hurst, many people love the signing because, okay, he was out of Mark Andrews shadow. He was, you know, a pretty good tight end, but you, you felt like he just needed to start. So he started. He was okay. I felt like it was more so the system than him. Um, but then obviously this year when you go out and you draft a tight end in the top five picks, and this is a guy, Kyle Pitts, who I know all too well as a Gators fan, this man is an absolute game changer. I'm not sure that, that Kyle Pitts maybe wasn't the best non-quarterback prospect in this class, just based off what he can do. Obviously, we'll get into that later, but – Player on the hot seat. Now, hear me out. I'm going to say no one because this is a rebuilding team. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan is just there because the contract is too much for a team to kind of maybe take on. Maybe we'll see next year if he wants to leave. But there's really nothing expected out of them this year. They're they're going to be bottom feeders again, I feel. Um so I put no one because there's really nobody where it's like, okay, you got to do something this year or you're out. I mean, I guess you could say, I guess you could, if I had to give somebody, I'd probably say Jones because he's been in the longest Grady Jarrett because you need D line. He won't be, so he'll stay. And I can't say Matt Ryan because it's like who they have behind him. He's better than whoever they have behind him too. So mm-hmm. that's what I have. And I got a new head coach. Um, there as well so he's the guy that no he's the guy there's nobody i have on the hot seat player i'm most excited for is that guy rocking number eight kyle pitts again man i've seen this guy from his freshman days at florida and goodness gracious this man is a freak athlete and i hope that they have something going there where they can run multiple tight end sets with him and hayden hurst utilize them both but they also have Calvin Ridley, who's now the new, you know, face of the receiver room, uh, also with Russell Gage. So we'll see what the offense kind of looks like. But Kyle Pitts is the guy that I'm excited to watch for this year. Uh, team record, I got 5-12. and 12. Two key losses, we'll start there. Uh, I have them losing to Washington week four. I got them losing also to the Jets uh, week five. There you go, Jake, showing you some love back to back. Hey, uh, man, saw Zach Wilson for season one. Two key wins. I gave him a win against Carolina uh, week 14 at Carolina. And then a shocker of a win week 15 against the Niners. Ooh. I wanted to get a little spicy. Just a little bit. I like that. I like that. As a catch-you-off-guard type, oh, you beat the Carolina Panthers the week before. Uh, You're not going to beat us. Surprise, surprise. You lose to to the Falcons. So. Hmm. that's who I got five and 12. Um, I got to honestly really think that at some point, Matt Ryan will either one leave retire, or they'll cut him, release him, And he'll, you know, kind of go where he wants, but yeah, this team is rebuilding. 
So it, it's there's really not nothing. You just kind of want to see your good players, your young players, your Calvin Ridley's and whatnot, uh, Kyle Pitts, Russell Gages, and such uh, continue to play well. So that is our assessment of the NFC South, where we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers repeating, or not even repeating, uh, being your champs of this uh, division for this upcoming year. Um, you guys let us know down in the comments if you're a Bucks, Panthers, Saints, or a Falcons fan, um, if you felt like we got it right, or if you want to insert your two-piece. Hey, we're always welcome to, to listen to you. Uh, next week, we will be switching over to the AFC West, where we will be talking about uh, the Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders, and the Chargers. So stay tuned for that. Uh, only just two more divisions left. AFC West and the NFC West as well. But now we're going to move into the NBA. Uh, free agency has, you know, died down a little bit. Uh, trades have died down a little bit. Besides what happened today, we saw uh, today um, Rajon Rondo and Patrick Beverly get traded to the Memphis Grizzlies for uh, Eric Bledsoe. Um, I mean, I guess it's a nice solid pick for – there's a reason we didn't post it, guys. Yeah, maybe it's, you know, good for the Clippers. I mean, there's also a reason Eric Bledsoe's bouncing around from several different teams. I don't know necessarily what they saw other than maybe they had a, you know, a log jam there at point guard. So they said, hey, let's just get two out, bring just one in. So we'll see. I know they have Reggie Jackson there, so I don't even think. Um I still think you should keep Rondo because playoff Rondo is something else. And he just, is, uh, but it's, I don't think T. Lutz saw that because he didn't even play. He played one yeah. series, one game. I think it was game – what game was it? One in the Western Conference Finals against the Suns, and that was it. I think he needs – honestly, I really felt like he should never left the, the Lakers, but I get it. You know, the Hawks threw some money at him for the experience, so – um, but yeah, other than that, uh, Marcus Smart signed uh, a good contract for him uh, to return back to the uh, Boston Celtics. And the guy who thought he was finessing the Los Angeles Lakers, Dennis Schroeder, signed a one-year deal worth five mil to be the backup for the Boston Celtics after turning down a four-year, five-year, eighty-five dollar, eighty-five mil. Um, with the Lakers, Dennis Schroeder, major L, bro. Nobody's declining contracts now. Everybody Nobody. said, I'm going <laughs> to, you Nobody. saw Marcus Smart. He said, I'm going to sign the 77 mil right now. Yeah. Let me just go ahead and get this. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, summer league is also underway. Uh, we know the top rookies are playing, um, again, summer league's kind of like preseason. It's just kind of good to see the rookies play. I know we, we know a lot of these guys won't make it. They'll either go to the G League or maybe overseas. Um, but one guy who is, I wouldn't say dominating, but at least getting the recognition since being in the G League, uh, Summer League, Jello Ball. Yes, Triple B's is in the building. Looking pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I caught some highlights. Um, that jump shot looks weird, though. Looks weird. But it works. It's it super works fast. Fun. Yeah, it's <laughs> it might be the fastest release in the game. And we got guys like Curry, Clay, and such. So, but the question has to be asked, Jake, does Jello deserve a roster spot? Why not? I agree. Think about it. Why not? Why not? Yeah. It's the it's the hornets. It's the hornets, yeah. Why not? It's not like your team that's that's the Lakers. And even then, why not? Like, yeah. it's a shooter. It's not someone that's going to kill your team or just, or help your team that much. Like, you, every team has one guy that comes every once in a while, plays a few minutes. Um, maybe Jello can be a six-man. You never yeah. know. Why not bring him on and his brother's going to be there? You think his brother's going to put his neck out yeah. for Jello? I mean, maybe, but... When Maybe he, a little bit, but I don't think he would do it if he didn't believe that Jello that, could have a, a role. I just yeah. say role, not do great. And he probably told him, just give, give him in the summer league. Yeah. After that, you decide what you want to do. Yeah. And I mean, why not? It's not like he's having like 20 turnovers, but he's just shooting the ball well. 
Yeah. He's playing an all-around decent game. Like, I don't see the, the harm in bringing him in. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm with you, man. I mean, uh, I honestly feel like he deserved he deserves a chance. Yeah. Give him a chance. Um, he's shooting the, the three ball pretty good. Looks a little weird at times. Um, I know the first game uh, he dropped 16 points. Um, had a buzzer minutes. beater. Yeah, had a buzzer beater from deep um, that went in. Uh, also, too, he's hustling as well. Um, one thing I respect about Jello is the grind to continue on chasing that dream of playing in the NBA. Um, could have easily just given it up and said, okay, you know, my other brothers obviously both went, you know, top two lottery picks. Hey, you know what? It's just not for me. But, you know, we see he stuck with it, kept on with it. Um, and his, all he wants is just a chance. Just give me a chance. So, like you said, man, why not? You know, maybe he can just be that that 14th, 15th, you know, 11th through, you know, 15th guy on the bench. Just give the guy a shot. You know, play him a little bit during the, your preseason games. Play him in a little spot-up duty during the season. And, you know, see what he can do. Uh, again, you're the Hornets. You're a pretty young team. You lost Malik Monk and uh, Graham. So you you could use some some depth at uh at the guard spot. But uh, is it know, really a grind when you're 22 years old? It is because <laughs> of the simple fact he's bounced around several places. Yeah. Um, I honestly felt like he from high school days at Chino Hills. I felt like he was playing big man. And it's like. Well, I think he's been six five for a while. So yeah, he's been six why. five for a while. It's like I feel like that's what high schools do. Instead of putting the the kid that's six five at guard, they put him at center because maybe mm-hmm. in their area he's the tallest. But it's like, dude, he's not a big man. He can yeah, shoot. He's not gonna develop well that way. So I feel like that's what they should have did, did, even with you know LaMelo being there. And of course, you know, he screwed himself over. Uh, with UCLA. Um, <clears throat> so we'll see. Um, I do. I wouldn't call it maybe a grind, maybe just his his passion to want to keep trying. Yeah, because he could have given up and just had his brothers yeah. put him up in businesses. And yeah, just he, kind of invested yeah. money for him to do something to. But he said, now I want to, you know, kind of pay my own way and see what happens. So you got to. He's a big that. guard. Two thirty. Yeah, no, he is thirty. So that's that's what I mean. I feel like he deserves a chance. Um, I'm not the only one. We're not the only one. Uh, I know Stephen Ace mentioned something that, hey, you know, again, just give him a shot. What's the worst that could happen? Exactly. There's really it's not like you're a championship contender where every single player, you know, matters and role matters. You're an up and coming team who was, you know, fighting for the playoffs last year, uh, trying to get into the playoffs via the bubble. Um, and if he does well, you look like you're a crazy, smart, intelligent group of owners yeah. in front office. And if it doesn't work out, be like, hey, he was a walk on in the G League. Yeah. Like there's really no loss in this. Yeah. And that's the thing. Worst case scenario, send him to the G League, your G League team, and just continue to let him develop. And um, obviously, we've seen multiple guys do well in G League and get that call up. One, Alex Caruso. Played for several G League teams, and obviously he we got saw the bag. him. Got the bag, got that ring before he got the bag. In uh, now he'd be playing for the Windy City Chicago Bulls. So, um, again, that's pretty much the NBA for us. Um, news is going to be pretty slow at this at this time of the year. Um, but as we mentioned at the top of the show, a new segment in other sports. Um, only news that we have right now is uh and I'm if I'm butchering this fans please be patient. Uh Lionel Messi mm-hmm. uh joined PSG. Um obviously we saw the news and we said you know Russell Westbrook why not? Why not post it? And that obviously led to us saying why not add it to the show. Um we don't really know much about soccer outside of FIFA. Uh, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, and even then, if I had to, I guess, choose a team, I kind of play with Tottenham, Hawksford, uh, the Spurs a lot. Um, I have been. So if I had to choose a team, I would 
say that would be my team. I don't know who's really there, to be honest, besides my creative player. But, hey. Um, and uh, other sports, Jake, you got anything baseball-related, hockey-related? Um, baseball-related, um, we're getting close to – so August right now. You're going to be getting close to the September call-ups where you can expand your roster. So you're going to be seeing a lot of like rookies that maybe are kind of ready, not ready, become up. Um, but the one thing I did want to bring up, the Diamondbacks pitcher, Tyler Gilbert, threw a no-hitter, which is the difference between a no-hitter and a perfect game is there's an error on the field. Mm-hmm. So the perfect game, there's no error, no hitter, there's an error. Yeah. So he threw a no-hitter in his first career start. So that's your first major league start on the mound, starting pitching, and you throw a no-hitter. Sheesh. That's that's, that's really, really good. good. Yeah. Um, and it was against the Padres, who are a solid team. And so just about that, um, there might be some big news coming up just because we're getting close to the end. A lot of the races are getting crazy, and they're pretty tight right now. So we yeah. might be covering it next week or next month, something like that. Yeah, so like we mentioned beginning of the show uh, – being able to expand our fan base, our sports fan base, if you will, uh, is definitely going to help us uh, be better prepared with our knowledge of sports, um, newer sports. Uh, obviously, um, baseball, I've always liked playing the game, going to a game, but watching is different. Obviously, playoff baseball is different. The atmosphere is just absolutely great. Um, but I've even then I've just started watching like the highlights just to kind of start somewhere um, and having little conversations here and there with Jake and whatnot on baseball. So if you're wondering who my team is, I follow that Royal Blue. So I am a Los Angeles Dodgers fan. And I can um, attest to this. He's not jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, I'm not jumping on the this bandwagon. Is this is this is legit. This is legit. Uh, we also got I also got a show. Uh, Hockey team, Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, thank you, Micah, for jumping on the show again and convincing us. I said, hey, we not? will be trying to cover hockey more. Me and Matt have told ourselves yeah. we're going to get into hockey this year so we can both speak it um, so we can talk about it more. Yeah. And hopefully as the show goes on, we can break down hockey and make it a segment. Yeah. More. So um, other than that, that's pretty much all we got here for you guys on this uh, midweek day. Uh, hump day wednesday uh, we thank you guys again um moving into our favorite your favorite the hype we reached out to you guys uh didn't get any replies this week so hopefully you guys will be able to um, help us out each and every week with something you're hyped for for this week um as we start them off uh, but we'll kind of give you something we're hyped for i'll go first i feel like me and jake are gonna say the same thing well in fact, I know we're going to say the same thing. Yeah, we've been talking uh, about it all day today. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about it all day today. Uh, and that is Madden 22. Now, if you're listening to this, you're probably saying, wow, you clowns, you buy the game. It's the same thing every single year. They always promise they're going to change it, blah, blah, blah. But we love playing Madden. We love playing franchise mode. Uh, we got a pretty good group. Uh, sorry, PJ. Um, people that we you know can play with and whatnot. Um, so it's always fun um, just playing Madden, doing different stuff, different franchises, um, fantasy drafts and, you know, playing with our teams, playing with other teams and whatnot. So that's something that I'm hyped for uh, drops Friday, unless you pre-ordered it like this guy Jake did. And you'll get that early player tomorrow, which I'm super salty, by the way. But uh, Jake, you go ahead, man, and uh, tell the people what you're hyped for. Yeah, same with Matt. Um, it's Madden season, um, and they actually do got some different changes in there, so we're super excited about it. Um, but again, going back to the sports, if you are one that wants to talk a different sport, DM us. Say, hey, I want to talk soccer. Hey, I want to talk baseball. Or, hey, I want to talk whatever sport it is. Let us know. We will make time for you. Educate us. And when it comes to baseball, I love baseball. So if you want to talk it, Bring it on. Let Matt sit back a little bit. Let him rest as a host. We can probably put in a, a little bit of time in there. It's talks to baseball. So just, you know, message us. Let us know what you guys want. We're here for you guys. We just love talking sports, but we need to be educated on some stuff, and we want it to be done by the fans through you guys. Um, but we appreciate the love, man. Uh, keep it going, and always give us positive feedback, even if it's negative feedback. We just want to grow for you guys. Yeah, That's about yeah. it. Go ahead. 
Yeah, no, I was just about to say before you uh, end this out, um, definitely, you know, like I said, we're going to be doing something new, and this is starting with our starting with our release date. Um, obviously, we were dropping every Monday, uh, but to uh, help us cover the NFL and, and the games uh, coming up, um, we wanted to uh, switch our release date to Wednesday. So just a little small changes like that, also to in other sports, the a uh, smaller segment of um, covering all different sports and whatnot. So uh, you guys let us know if you're you're digging the new format. Obviously, the themes are gone for now. They will maybe reappear at some point later on down the year um, when sports are pretty out of calm. So uh, other than that, Jake, last little bit of words in the outro. All right, guys, appreciate the love. Stay tuned. We got some good stuff coming up. Um, we might give some fantasy advice throughout the season. That might be a segment. So if you're a fantasy football person like we are, stay tuned. Um, we love you guys. Appreciate it. Peace. Regular Guys Podcast.